Hello, everyone at Inside Today's Locked on Canadians. We get mad about the Senators game two days later and so much more. You are Locked on Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 999 of Locked on Canadians. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. And remember to make every moment more right now because new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Just visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. We are, of course, Locked on Canadians, your daily Montreal Canadiens podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where you get your team Every single day of the week, wherever you get your daily podcast, Google, Apple, Spotify, or if you are watching on uh, YouTube.com as well, we are there. Just search Locked On Canadians. You will find us. I am for one free. of your hosts for free. Yes, for, for free every day, free. <laughs> except for yesterday, because we'll get into that in one second. But I am one of your hosts. I am Scott Matla, and I'm joined, as always, by the active stick, Laura Saba. And well, we do have to apologize. Uh, life finds a way sometimes to get in the way of things. Uh, Last night, my back was in all sorts of agony that sitting in the chair that I am currently sitting in uh, was impossible. I watched the Canadians game lying on the floor because it was the only thing that did not hurt. And my co-host had a work emergency to tend to in that regard. So we uh, were sorry that we weren't able to get the whole immediate senators angry aftermath out uh, but don't worry, we're still going to get into that, uh, in this episode, actually coming up in this first segment, we're going to talk about the lines as well, because, uh, they're bad and I'm upset. I know everyone's shocked by that. And Patrick was back in Montreal. It's going to be an experience, but first Laura, I have talked now the entire opening part of this show. How are you doing today? Uh, knowing that we didn't have to watch the Montreal Canadians play on Wednesday. Um, I was just scrolling just to make sure there were no additional injuries uh, before we started the show uh that's become my ritual now and uh unfortunately i was uh running a little late to this recording uh just catching my breath um and i just needed to make sure that there were no dead canadians um because uh that seems to be the pattern all right so i'm doing well i also apologize as I was saying, I do apologize uh, for missing the show as well yesterday. Uh, but let's be honest, we needed a day to recover from that Sens game. Um, uh. it was, uh, <laughs> this is really funny, actually, because uh. <laughs> Scott texted me, and I can't remember what I was saying to him. And then he texted me, said, cue the incoming 5 nothing game. And then literally two minutes later, he was like, I was kidding, guys. Uh, so that's how that game went. Um, I was relieved at the end of the evening when the Canadians managed to score one goal, which I think um, I think kind of sums up my feelings about the Montreal Canadiens versus the Ottawa Senators. And the thing is, it's like it's the worst people that rejoice in this. Like, it's not even that it's like, oh, it's a cute little fan base we love, like, you know, the Columbus Blue Jackets fan base or, you know, some of our friends in 
uh, let's say in San Jose, it's literally the worst people ever being happy about this. And Martin St. Louis cannot get on board with my need to see the Ottawa Senators crushed specifically by the Montreal Canadiens. Eight straight losses to this team. The I'm pretty sure the only one that he hasn't been able to figure out at this point. And it, I don't understand it. This game from the outset was just, it wasn't going to be good. The Habs were right there. They kind of started off well. Uh, like, you know, they were there. They were in this game. And then they went on the power play. And the wheels just, everything came off in this game. Nothing that could go right. Because they went into this game, mind you, with three centers. Because they sent Mitchell Stevens down on waivers. He cleared. They did not call him back up. They double shifted Nick Suzuki as a center. They still played a fourth line and it's every part of it was bad. Every <laughs> part of this game was bad. The goal that Jake Allen gave up shorthanded was terrible. The one that happened a minute or so later to Jake Sanderson was terrible. And at that point, the minute the second goal went in, that Sanderson goal where just the defense had no idea that he was that he was there at all. I just went, this game's over. They're, they're, they don't have it. Allen doesn't look good, and the defense is just not there tonight. This was not a game where the Canadians were there. And you can tell when they are not there in a game because the effort sucks. Outside of a handful of people, the effort sucks. And I can excuse, oh, we had a bad game against a good team, but we worked our asses off. They didn't do that in this game. It was, what is it, 20 skaters or 18 skaters and a goaltender all just kind of out there. Uh, Cole Caulfield's point streak continues, which, yippee, great, cool. We everything else. talk about the good stuff. Yeah, it's just everything else sucked in this game and doesn't make up for, it doesn't balance the things out the way we want it to. And it was embarrassing because this team embarrassed you last week and you had time off you had rest you got embarrassed you had another in <laughs> yeah you got embarrassed in boston that you want to go into this game with a point to prove the only point you proved is that the senators are not afraid of you they do not care and yeah they're terrible but they don't care about you at all and it shows they have no fear every time they play the montreal canadians because they know they're in under their skin and in their head it's infuriating to watch. Yeah, that's the thing I was about to say is that there are some teams that you just kind of have a mental block against. And I think that's absolutely a thing in situations like this. Like, you know, like how when there's a team that's going through a terrible losing streak, a lot of the time it just kind of loss begets loss begets loss begets loss. And this kind of feels that way as well. It's just concerning to me that they don't seem to be upset with themselves. Like, against the the Boston Bruins, like, after that, the game, the quotes, the discussions, the conversations they were having were very different. Like, it feels very defeatist against the Ottawa Senators, and there's absolutely no reason, you know? Like, as much as it pains me to say that, and I really, really do want to wash my mouth out with soap when I say this, but the Boston Bruins are an excellent team. It makes sense that they are beating up on a bottom feeder team. 100%. Like, that makes sense. It makes absolutely no sense that the Ottawa Senators, a team that can't even figure out what they are, constantly beats the Montreal Canadiens. And I think like, this is something where, like, it's also probably, like, a mental block for the coach as well. Like, I have faith that Marte St. Louis is going to figure it out, you know? But 
it's I'm getting a little bit impatient for it to happen because again, every single loss against the Ottawa Senators, a puppy dies somewhere on the earth. It's in the it's just that the decisions in this were maddening to me because they dressed Michael Pozzetta again. Okay, fine. He played a minute 57. Which, what are we doing here? You couldn't score goals against them. You couldn't score goals in this one. You know who's sitting in the press box? Yes, Yolanin. You have Rafael Harvey-Pernard on the fourth line. You're demoting guys here, there, and everywhere. And we will get to the lines in a little bit, but we saw a preview of everything. Josh Anderson ended up on the top line at the end of this game. People are going to go, wow, well, they looked better and they came out trying. Cool. It took 40 minutes. I'm not taking Josh Anderson on the top line as, oh, this worked. It is, oh, this is a threat that I'm unhappy with all of you at this point. Yeah, that was the message. And I just want to say a minute 57 is actually a shorter amount of time than it took me to start speaking in this episode. Like that's how little Michael Pizzetta started. I I considered doing the intro and saying nothing for a minute and 57 seconds and then launching into this, but I don't think it makes good quality video or audio. People uh, thought something was wrong and tuned out. It's just, I I like Michael Pizzetta. I like him for what he is. But if you're going to play someone a minute 57, either dress a seventh defenseman because you scratched Jordan Harris or play Jesse Olinen. Even it, it doesn't or, make like, any literally sense. Literally put him on the ice for longer. Like he's sometimes some nights, even though he's not as talented as the other guys, some nights he's the only person making an effort and bringing any kind of energy. What is the point of pay, playing him for one minute and 57 seconds? Like I kind of get it. Cause he took a terrible penalty. That was it's his fine. only shift. It's which fine. Was Throw him back out there. Put him back out there. He's going to get in people's faces. He's going to annoy some Ottawa Senators. He's going to, you know, rattle some 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 cages, and he's going to wake up some of his teammates. What's the My point big... of ha- having Michael Pozzetta if you're not going to play him? Sorry, Scott, I keep interrupting you. It's just I, I don't get the point of it because they still don't have a center uh, as a fourth line center, so they're double shifting people. We're going to get into the new lines uh, coming up in our next segment. We have so much more to get. Good so, luck to, to us. Yeah, uh, I'm going to try <laughs> to keep my heart rate and everything down here and try to not wake up my neighbors with that. And that's all coming up next. But first, as I said off the top of the show, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NFL regular season is all wrapped up. We're in the NFC, AFC championship games, and there's still plenty of time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet today. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. You can check live same game parlays, find bets in the Explore tab to see what catches your eye or Go through the Parlay Hub and see the most popular parlays on FanDuel right now. And when you win, you can cash out immediately on an app that is safe, secure, and easy to use. All you have to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup today with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and us here at Locked On. We are back here at Locked on Canadians. We we have a lot to cover in this show. Uh, we're going to talk about Patrick Waugh a little bit later on in this episode here. It's, it is a, it been a frustrating day a little bit here because they lost to the Senators. They put Joshua Waugh on waivers, which is going to feed into uh, what's going on. They put him going- on waivers. 
or he sent him down to the AHL. Oh my, my God, Scott. I was like, I can I do math? That wasn't uh, a very long time. I was going to say he's not eligible for waivers. That's my fault for making everyone panic here. So <laughs> uh, I want to, I'm just trying to look up the lines here real quick because they are uh, again, infuriating. Uh, I really thought I had like entered some sort of time space <laughs> thing. I was like, he's only played a handful of games. What? So I am looking uh, at, I have the Hab site up here. Uh, if you're wondering how badly this is going right now, they only have three lines listed <laughs> on the pairing. Uh, both Matheson and Savard had therapy days as well, so they were not at practice. So they only had five defensemen. Current line starting on their third one, Gallagher, Evans, Harvey, Pinard. Fine. Don't have an issue with it. Slavkovsky, Monahan, Armia. I why <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Why free Slavkovsky? And well, here's things we're going to get worse here. Caulfield, Suzuki, Anderson is the top line again. And then in their own quotes, forwards Michael Pazetta, Tanner Pearson, Joshua Wine, Yessi Olin rotated on the fourth line and then they sent Wad down to the AHL. Anyways, he did not play Wednesday night against Utica. I don't know how long he's going to be there for. It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I saw Anderson on the top line and just closed out of Twitter before I got myself banned from the website for just, you know, yelling expletives into the void here. If you're free tonight, walk by the Bell Center, you might end up on the fourth line of the Montreal Canadiens. If you can take a face off, they might sign you to a contract, quite literally. Can you take a face off and get off the ice like they used to do with uh, Manny Malhotra? Great. Cool. Uh, report to the Bell Center. Tell Martin St. Louis you can take face-offs. Uh, I think if you're just, at this point, if you're just guy, report to the Bell Center. Guy. It's pronounced guy. <laughs> in, in, in this province, it is pronounced, it is guy, 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 Cole, Nick, guy, 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 guy. Everywhere else it is guy. <laughs> just in this one, it is guy. Uh, anyways, to the main point of this all, I saw Josh Anderson on the top line and I just went, we're, are we already, are we just throwing in the towel on a line that was working and has hit a small, it's not even a rough patch because Caulfield's on a seven game point streak anyways. I mean, I, it was a message. It just feels like the wrong message to send. It is. It's I, here's the thing is I don't mind the line with Monahan and Armia. Armia is actually playing decent hockey right now that I think he's playing pretty good overall quality hockey is he a superstar no but i think the way his cycle game works and his instincts sometimes can actually help slavkowski who uses his frame to make plays in the same way and sean monahan is just a very smart player maybe not as obviously not as skilled as suzuki and caulfield it is putting anderson on that spot that doesn't make any sense whatsoever to me and i get that it's sending a message or maybe they looked better or something there are, I can count on this team, the, uh, the amount of other players that I would have before Josh Anderson back on the top line again. It's one, uh, two, three, four. If we had another center five before I would put Anderson back up there. Six, if I'm counting Yoel Armia, which I am not in this one. It's, it feels like this is a white flag moment that you're putting Anderson back there. Doesn't work on that line and not to kind of, you know, captain hindsight this, but this is what we have to do. Looking at it now, Kent Hughes, not taking whatever package he was offered for Josh Anderson last year, I think is going to hurt this team through the rest of this year 
because they can't I think find there's a spot. Still people that want like a big guy that can skate. If they, I think last year was our last chance to potentially get a first round pick for him until he gets to the last year of his deal. And when he's playing this poorly, I just, I'm not sure anymore. And all it's going to do is make Suzuki's defensive work harder. And Caulfield's going to have to work harder because Anderson can't make plays. He's not a passer and he doesn't play defense well. So it puts more pressure on that line against top opponents. And yes, the Islanders are maybe not, not a the most top opponent. <laughs> not the most fearsome opponent, but they have pieces that will make that line's life a nightmare. And they're and also just, riding the new coach, recent coach firing high, right? Yeah, well, they're one and they're one and oh. Well, we'll see. I th- I don't think they play tonight, but no, because it's Wednesday. They anyways, we will see what that looks like there. It's just are we really going to do this? And it brings me back to our point in the first segment here. They don't have a fourth center on the roster right now. I believe Pearson and Pizzetta were taking face-offs before they started double shifting Suzuki because they benched Pizzetta and they sent Mitchell Stevens down. He scored the game winning goal for the rocket tonight, actually, which is awesome for that, but they don't have a center. And it's like, you can't run a line, or an NHL lineup with three centers only. You're perfect. Right. You're perfect. Yeah. Not well, not perfectly. if you don't want, you know, not if you don't want Nick Suzuki to drop dead of exhaustion. I don't want Suzuki to play 25 minutes a night. I want him to play well, like 20 ish minutes a night. For the love of God, let the man rest. <laughs> He's got to go to the All Star game next week still. Like, <laughs> let my man rest a little bit. Uh, there's just a lot of bizarre things happening here that like, like I said, Joshua Wah was sent down today. Is he going back up? Is he coming back down? I don't know. I would prefer to have him in the lineup over someone like Michael Bazetta right now. I don't think he played badly. He had a goal and an assist in his call up time, but I not something isn't making sense here. And a lot of people are speculating Maybe they're going to claim Adam Rzichka off waivers from the Calgary Flames. Six foot four, 24 year old Slovakian uh, center. He can, you know, play fourth line minutes or third line minutes, depending on where they want him, I guess. And Stevens is back with the rocket. But are we really counting on him getting to the Canadians and hoping that he gets to the Canadians? Or is this just a Hail Mary like copium? I, I feel like I'm slightly losing my mind here. That's okay. So where the Habs lines? Um, I think there's got to be something going on here. And like every time I see something like this, I'm like, I'm looking forward to the trade deadline. Something's up. You know, like this this team is a bunch of sellers, but I don't think they're necessarily selling anyone right now. Um, and and that's that's what's concerning is that, like to me, it feels like the Josh Anderson on the first lines is sending a message. It's not showcasing Josh Anderson. It's not putting him in the best position to succeed, right? And you were saying, like, you don't really have a problem with that Monaghan, Monaghan Slavkovsky light. Are they trying to sell Monaghan now? Is that what's going on? Like, I I'm think that's exactly it, it. Because Monaghan is all over all the, like, national news wires. Is that, oh, he's going to get a first and everyone's laughing going, LOL, LOL, like Tanner Janot didn't get traded for, you know, a Brinks truck of gold bars. And David Savard got two first round picks at one point. Like, well, we can never forget Ben Chirot. Ben, he, well, he, speaking of trades that maybe haven't worked out the way we had hoped, uh, oh boy, I that's that's a completely different day. It's just, 
I don't know if it's showcasing or what, but it feels like a step back from what they were doing with Slavkovsky, who didn't look out of place. And yeah, they had a couple of bad games because everybody was playing bad. And that starts from the defense where Mike Matheson and David Savard uh, were back together again, and we know it doesn't work. They're being held together by Band-Aids on each other? <laughs> I just tether David Savard or Mike Matheson to the net so they can't get too far away. It's <laughs> Martin St. Louis when things don't go his or aren't going right is he defaults to just veterans will fix this. And on because this he team. He did so, so many times when he was a player as the veteran, he fixed it. But I think like sometimes he just like doesn't think that like not everybody's as talented as he is. Because he also like his story is that he fought his way to the NHL, right? So I, I feel like he thinks that everybody can fight their way into being good. And I just honestly, that's how it feels sometimes when he overplays his veterans. It's wild to me that he saw Harvey Pinard score 15 goals last year and went, ah, we shouldn't give him a run on the top line then. Josh Anderson. No, I'm not. I'm not going to yell because people are trying to sleep, but it's just we'll see how this goes here. I want to set the expected goals for that line uh, at I'm. Over under 35% against the Islanders. Laura, are you taking the over or under in that? I'm taking the under. Yeah, same. <laughs> if they, I, they might top it because the Islanders are a top heavy team, but I will, uh, I'm going to take the under with that. I'm going to say they end around 32%. If, and that is as a whole line, not individually, but as a whole line together. Uh, if not, which means we're getting a Josh Anderson hat trick tomorrow night. So I can eat something disgusting on this podcast, oh, which by the way, of tomorrow night is our 1000th episode. So please send us your mailbag questions for that. We're going to hang out, have a good time. We'll recap the game. We'll do some mailbag questions. We'll do some reminiscing about a thousand episodes. We will do an actual celebration when life isn't so hectic as I'm getting ready to leave for Dallas for a week and some other things, but we will we have do a, have a special guest planned. Yes, it is just, just a matter can't of getting our... it until we do it. Yes, <laughs> until we record it. Yes. So we have so much coming up. Please send your mailbag questions at lo underscore Canadians, lockdown Canadians at gmail.com. However, we do have the Patrick Waugh return, and we're going to talk about that and more coming up next. But first, we're all driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with indeed if you need to hire you need indeed because indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast i had to go through the whole hiring thing a couple of uh six or seven months ago indeed made everything so easy from posting to being able to match with people who were looking for me and me having the skills to match exactly what they were looking for. And you can join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed from this podcast, Locked On Canadians. That's Indeed.com slash locked on. Some terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire... You need Indeed. 
All right, so the Islanders and Patrick Waugh are coming back to Montreal on throwback night, as we discussed in our Tuesday episode, or Tuesday for Monday for Tuesday, whatever. Anyways, the point being Patrick Waugh is back in the NHL, and one of his first games is back in Montreal to play against the Canadians as somehow coach of the Islanders. And I'm going to just jump in front of this narrative now because I know it is coming if they lose this game. Uh, Should the Canadians have hired Patrick Waugh instead of Martin St. Louis? The answer is no. Well, so, and I'm going to, I'm going to put on my best uh, uh, law school voice here. If Carly is listening to this to play devil's advocate, could he have gotten this, you know, some of these veterans who weren't performing in order in a perfect world. I understand where people's mind goes to is that he is a guy who expects a lot and demands a lot and doesn't take crap from anybody which is sometimes a problem. If this team were still more laden with veterans and wasn't in a rebuild where they were actively tearing down and selling off assets, I would say 100% that maybe not a hundred percent, but that maybe Patrick Wall would have fit what this team is looking for based on where they are at right now with young goaltenders and young defensemen and young forwards trying to make an impact. Uh, no, because we saw just listening to some of the stories of players that dealt with him in Colorado or in juniors and everything, it seems like a nightmare. I don't think development is a strong suit. I think that's the (laughs) key here is that I feel like in terms of being a motivator, uh, he probably is effective with veteran players, as you said, or if the talent was already there and what the Canadians were faced with was underachieving talent, uh, I think that would have been, it would have been a spot for him. I think as a goaltender, uh, generally goaltenders who become coaches, they see the game differently and they often have a lot uh, of, a lot more holistic ideas and a lot better strategy. I'm not saying what why 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 what did you see is it just because Uh, i said holistic ideas no so we're in the middle of the show here of course the canadians made a recall at 10 18 p.m go on who do you think they recalled joshua no oh no they recalled lucas condotta from the laval rocket after he had two he had two assists tonight he is going to be Listen, our fourth line and center good again. Good for so, him, but he was not the answer, okay? I um, guess they're just auditioning the fourth line spot now. So congratulations to Lucas Condotta on getting his second NHL point. He got the one <laughs> against Boston last year uh, when he was called up to. Just, oh, I, man. Yes. Okay, We're sorry. Let me just finish my point about Patrick Roy, and then we'll spend a, a few minutes talking yes, about Yes, uh, if someone Luke wants to Condotta. clip my reaction to Lucas Condotta getting called up, <laughs> please do and send it to me. <laughs> All right. So real quick. So like, as we said, he's not like he he would have been, you know, as a goaltender, he sees the ice differently. He sees the game differently. A lot of goalies who become coaches have a lot like they've got great defensive strategy. They've got great ideas. Uh, We do find generally they think about the game uh, and like with better perspective, with more perspective than uh, players who might or coaches who might have been forwards or defensemen. Uh, all of this to say is that I think that while Patrick Roy has a lot of merits, uh, including the fact that he was a legend, obviously, I personally feel that as a developer of young talent, 
uh, I don't necessarily think that he would have been the guy. Uh, and, you know, we've heard stories, obviously, like nothing that, you know, like we wouldn't say, we wouldn't discuss anything that we haven't confirmed or has not been independently confirmed. Uh, but we know it wasn't necessarily a good time. So you'd have to be a veteran, an established veteran, a talent that was underperforming but had a thick skin in order to play and succeed under Patrick Roy. Uh, as far as him coming back to Montreal and the circus that surrounds that, uh, I would prefer to avoid it altogether. Uh, and turn our attention back to Lucas Condotta. And uh, how's he been doing, Scott, in Laval? Uh, I, I am currently trying to find a meme that someone had made for me last year when we had the most Italian fourth line I've ever seen in my entire life. Do we have another uh, Italian fourth line? Well, I'm assuming Pizzetta is going to play as well. So, like, uh, I'm... Condotta's come on a lot stronger lately. He got a one-year uh, extension in the offseason. He's got 13 points in 37 games for the Rocket. That doesn't include his two points tonight. Uh, he had 31 points in 72 last year. He's been mostly playing as a middle six, bottom six kind of forward winger for the Rocket who have and had... I've liked him on the bottom six. And that's the thing is it's like the Rocket have had pretty decent center depth throughout the year here because a lot of their forwards can alternate between spots there. Brandon Ginia can play both. Uh, Philippe Maillet can play both. Xavier Simeno can play both. Leah Sanderson can play both. Sean Farrell can play both. Riley Kidney, Jan Meshack, Kandata, Stevens, etc. can all play both positions. This is just literally, hey, we're going to see what you can do. If you can stick, great. If not, we're going to put you on waivers and you can go back down. Uh, I'm kind of surprised that Xavier Simeno or Leah Sanderson were not their calls here. Simino's quietly had a good year, 24 points in 33 games, not counting tonight. Uh, and there's still Brandon Jignac, who has 35 points in 38 games, but would need an AHL contract into an NHL contract. I'm just going to go ahead and book it now. Condado's going to get a point tomorrow night somehow, and he's going to stay for however long Mitchell Stevens uh, stayed as well. Uh, everyone who wrote your Adam Rajitska waiver articles uh, probably throw him in the trash at this point. Then I doubt the Canadians are claiming him. Uh, if they do, cool, we'll talk about it. But I'm not expecting much. Uh, what are we expecting from Patrick Waugh's return besides raucous ovation for him behind the bench when he's? I don't know if he's going to be introduced or if they'll do like a welcome back thing for him. I know they did when he played for or when he was coaching in Colorado, but. Uh, what are I mean, our expectations? Legend, so there'll be a lot of camera pans and they'll be cheering. I think uh, I don't know if they'll officially do anything and put it on the scoreboard uh, because I believe that was his first return since he, you know, since he did his whole "Sois Jean-Chenu" speech uh, at the Centennial. Uh, so I feel like there'll be some sort of noise for him, but it'll be unofficial. Um, I just I'm not I'm not looking forward to uh the noise about it like i i I'm, I'm looking forward to an exciting game and i'm i'm truly like one of the things i'm most fascinated by like we talked about in our last episode is going to be the relationship between patrick Roy and lou lamorello going forward uh, who's gonna win um who's gonna win out uh who's gonna be left standing at the end of it uh but at the end of the day like for me the focus is going to be if the canadians lose they better lose after having put in an excellent 100% 60-minute effort. Yeah, so I, I'm i not prepared for the aftermath. If this is a game where the Canadians play well but lose, okay. But if they get, if they get their doors blown off again, especially by Patrick Waugh, I can picture it 
in the JDM the next day is whether or not Martin St. Louis is the guy for this job. And you and I can sit here and bang our head against the wall. We want to hear your mailbag questions, though. In the meantime, you can tweet us at LO underscore Canadians. Tomorrow is episode 1000, which is absolutely mind-blowing. Thank you for your support in that. You can also email us at LockedOnCanadians at gmail.com. Put it in the comments down below. We are always open for, you know, just don't be rude about stuff. To Ask us anything. We're always here for a good time. Uh, we will be here after the Habs game tomorrow night. Thank you, as always, for tuning in, and we will see you all next time.